It's game time. Game time, bro. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Black Codes. My name is Trevor Gwynn. I am one piece of the Black Codes puzzle. And today we have an exciting interview with none other than Warren Sadler. Um, Warren is a, in my eyes, a tech wizard. Um, and in the short span of time that I've gotten to know Warren, um, really understanding his mindset um, and what he's looking to achieve. Um, one of the biggest qualities um, that made me kind of want to interview Warren was his helpfulness, like essentially like the, the, the willingness to be helpful, the willingness to be helpful. But um, I will let him go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Warren, if you wouldn't mind telling the people a little bit about yourself, what man. you do and who you are. Yeah, and, uh, no, we'll I appreciate that. It. Very kind words, man. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that blows my mind. But uh, yeah, uh, it's Warren Sadler. I'm a cloud engineer. Um, and so what that means is like I really enjoy writing like performant, like durable, battle-tested code and everything. And so, you know, my background is a little unique. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been doing software for about 10 plus years now. Yeah. But a lot of that time was actually done uh, at a healthcare company writing like massive like data pipelines and things like that. And so yeah. if you or anyone you ever know have been to like one of the HSA hospitals, like over 200 of them across the United States, yeah. probably been some of my code out yeah. there doing that. <laughs> Uh, but from like a, you know, community perspective, I also run NASJS. Well, help co-run yeah. NASJS. Yeah. I'm a part of the Black Codes. Yeah, in a, absolutely. In a capacity, but also, man, uh, I think if you were to ask even my coworkers about me, it's about my love of technology. It's about my love of teaching, my practical jokes, and yeah. then. Uh, <laughs> Just a, a willingness to help out, man. So yeah. that's, that's about me, man. I'm happy to be here, man. Happy talking with you. Appreciate it. And it's one, the beauty and balance in all three of those. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, like, really the time that we, like, when I first met you or, okay. or we got introduced to each other. And that was the, uh, back. the Pivot Tech event. Yo, yeah, um, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really nice because your story, I believe, resonates with a lot of people. And it's something that I want to talk about, like, as far as, like, the untraditional route. Um, getting into tech okay. and what that means because I know for myself like I came from a non-traditional background I was in the military first um, and then to learn a lot of the you know the secrets to well learned a lot of the inroads and routes of what tech could offer and then from there it was like oh I get to pick you know pick my own adventure um, but you having I believe a graphic design background yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then like getting switched over into that like kind of tell me what um, how did that start or where was that spark for you? Yeah, no, honestly, like uh, the full story is I actually was a, a musician. And so I, I have a okay. degree from TSU in commercial music, Ooh, focusing on okay. guitar, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so uh, a lot of my design skills came from like doing art for bands and things mm -hmm. like that. My own band, my own like metal band. <laughs> so uh, when I found out that that's a really easy way to be unemployed, I was like, well, let me learn how to do something else. <laughs> and so graphic design was like a logical and like next step for me. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also pretty competitive in Nashville. It's like, this is like a town for music, art, and design. Yeah. And so to stand out, I was like, you know what, if I'm a designer and I can code, that's what I'm gonna do. And so I was fortunate enough to be sponsored to go to the Nashville Software School. Yeah. Um, and that's really all started for me, man. I've been uh, coding ever since. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope, man. I know, like, 
for me the route of working in corporate America mm. like and actually getting exposed to different areas of tech like right. I started off as a network technician okay. and then from there like getting into like uh, Cisco and Juniper routers and wow. you know what I'm saying kind of understanding how uh, like I'm just uh, picking networks making sure okay this is up this is function right but, like you go a department over and these guys are you know in Linux scripting um, you know scripting full programs for us trying to make sure like hey like when you guys are off work like some of these <laughs> some of these things will still, still gotta work. Like, yeah, yeah, we got plenty of automation in here and so I was like wait are you telling me I'm not gonna be here after like <laughs> like for a certain period of time but like that also opened my eyes to like oh so this is the next step or I guess the evolution of that right um and that genuinely interested me as far as like all right like what are these guys doing to make these um make these devices all this hardware function like that and right. that was one of the I guess from there it's like kind of picking it up on my own as yeah, far yeah. as like our resources and going to different spots like I want to say free code camp might have been the first one but yeah, like there's just like and at this point an infinite amount of tools and resources yeah, and I, I really like how it this industry has changed every industry in yeah. the sense of the way we think about things like whether it be like you know graphic design like yeah. doing it online or like education was i guess my main point as far as like right. what education looks like for us in the future no that's um, interesting you know like, i think you you mentioned something like you know finding out about networking and then a little bit about systems and then going mm -hmm. even deeper there like it's it's same for me man i was a graphic designer and then probably the most time i spent was being a data science engineer yeah but i think that's like the trajectory of software because there's yeah. really so many places you can go with it so yeah. it's not really about one thing and so like I guess to that question of like are there typical routes in software is there like a way to do it or a way to start I don't think that's the case anymore I think there's yeah. so many ways I think yeah. most people you used to find had a computer science background they went to like Berkeley or MIT or Stanford it's not the case so I mean it can yeah. really come from anywhere and that's kind of my story it sounds like it's yeah. similar to yours but yeah that's a like as you were saying as far as like the non-traditional route has definitely led to non finding developers software engineers all these guys in non-traditional locations right and that for corporate America, that can be an issue because if they're not, if they are accustomed to looking in these traditional spots, right. you don't know where the rocks are to kind of look under. And I think that's like in Black Holes, like really what we're trying to identify, but also like, you know what I'm saying, like um, uh, cure, what was that, cure, is cure the right word? Like, yeah. or, or just, yeah, help help provide or help like put up a sign like here we are like you know we uh, have quality developers like half the people most of the people like yourself have more experience than me or like wealth of knowledge from there but they're you know ready to jump on these opportunities or you know to create their own and right. so we hope to cater to a little bit of everybody um, in our community but also provide um, again like culture is one of the big things that you know as a black coast could you know, since we don't necessarily see ourselves in the in the industry, it's nice to have a space where um, that we can that we can kind of feel comfortable. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of feel comfortable uh, without the expectations on us. But um, I guess, like, as far as 
Finding talent in the industry when it comes to diversity, like what do you see? Yeah, no, um, a previous employer of mine, Asurion, like it's massive corporation. If you have any electronic device you can think of or anyone probably purchased from Amazon, you've probably mm -hmm. been insured by Asurion. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember my first day there, I open up an email and it's from their CEO and he's saying, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And this is a white guy, man. This is yeah. a, a guy of a Fortune 500 company saying that. And so I feel like, you know, maybe now it's 2020, people are starting to wake up to this idea that, you know, you can't just have lip service towards like inclusivity and diversity. It's like an actual thing you do and you Absolutely. talk about every single day. Yeah. And I think you need groups like the Black Codes who are out here, like you said, holding that sign saying, hey, hire us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the talent is here. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think some of those ways you do that is community outreach. It's actually finding groups like the Black Codes. It's sponsoring events, you know, sort of like, for, I think for most people, you and I probably have a different background where pe maybe someone around us, someone we knew, said software is a path for you. Yeah. But not everyone has that. And so if companies were more intentional about saying, come to software, I think people would. And so yeah. I think that's kind of what we're trying to do with Pivot, yeah. you guys are trying to do with the Black Codes, and yeah. so I think it kind of comes together that way. Yeah, and if you guys haven't had a chance, check out Pivot Tech School for those of you who might be interested in um, getting into software, um, web development, data analytics. I'm sure they got like more um, programs coming on the way, but Warren is one of the architects in the curriculum there. Yo. So like, <laughs> like if you, you know, all that learning you're doing, that's because he, you know what I'm saying? Like he cold with them videos. So. <laughs> Appreciate um, that, man. But yeah, no, absolutely. And so you also talked about um, you co-running Nash.js as well. Yeah. Like, how did you get into that and what started that? You know, for me, I know a few of the guys who run it and I, and I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to speak for them. Mm -hmm. I also know some of the people who read them the space because I, you know, worked at the Entrepreneur Center for a period of time. And so okay, Nash.js used to be run primarily out of Emma, which was like right next door to uh, Entrepreneur Center. Man, this so, space is like a nucleus for like yo, talent just bubbling over and like man. in any and all industries. Like every time I talk about somebody in networking, like the Entrepreneurship Center always is always, like the first man. thing. So. Yo, man, and so for me getting a chance to give a talk there, I think was like a, a lightning rod to just sort of say, hey, you know what? you. I think you know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> but we want more people like that. And so NASJS is actually trying to do a lot more to improve sort of like the appearance of their like leadership board. So mm -hmm. it doesn't look all like one thing yeah. and they want people to kind of come and be a part of it. Cause you know, Nashville really is trying to tell that story of inclusivity and yeah. NASJS is no different. So. Yeah, dope, dope. Man, I think, I don't know. So I guess some of the other thing, well, when I think of the black codes, it's almost like a three-pronged attack as well as far as when I talk about corporations and us like being ready to like uh, to for the opportunities that they are willing to provide. Right. But also like the other end of that spectrum for me, I'm a big fan of entrepreneurship as well. Right. And so, like trying to create my own opportunities. And yeah. um, when you talk about that, like here here comes tech again, like inserting itself in that space and you have like a really a generation of overnight millionaires Maybe. like from this industry <laughs> it's true. and it's just like hard to believe like you know what i'm saying you think about the amazons and different stuff like that and that's like within my lifespan like that, crazy that, man? That's and, wild. and it's still like it's still unbelievable for me but um i think what's really cool about it when you think about the history of black people and this country like we were there was there was a balance there as far as like providing their own businesses 
mm. um, and the culture that was there that you could always fall back and lean on to. Right. But I think what that looks like in the new age, again, is like a balance where like we're not completely devoid of black businesses, right. but we also have like the corporations as well to where like, we almost like we have choice. You'll have choices now. And I, I, right. I think you're, you're definitely seeing an age where more entrepreneurs are popping up um, in that space, um, but I, I think that's one thing that needs to rise also with the diversity. Black um, businesses, man, I think yeah. you nailed it, right? I think there's something to be said for for people who look like us to have a place to go to find work, to find mm -hmm. opportunity. Not to say that companies aren't trying, you know, I right. mentioned to Shurian trying to do more about diversity, but there's something to be said to have, you know, shared experience with someone yeah. where it's not only, uh, you know, conversational, it's like lived experience is really right. the idea, right? And right. so. You know, anything that I think I can do to support black business from a technology perspective, or even just business perspective, I'm right. about it. And so, you know, I totally resonate with that idea of like, how do you make change, uh, fundamental change? And I think some of that is institutionalizing black businesses in such a way that they can be a resource for other people. And so, yeah, man, 100%. Absolutely, man. I, uh, ooh, trying to, uh, I keep a, a tab of okay. like my favorite like favorite businesses yeah. as far as like when I find them and collect them. Um, but now um, I think it's it's gotten to the point where <laughs> like I'm gonna run out of space on my yeah. <laughs> like with so many saved tabs. So uh, I think for the longest I was like, man, there should probably be a. Uh, an application dedicated to like of course like the black businesses in the area and travel right, around it. and right. I've seen a lot like personally seen a lot of those pop up mm. um, and it's it's really good to see that like the movement kind of build around it and yeah, then man. tech like uh, um, elevating it to the next level it, in tech sense. is uh, tech is a multiplier right mm -hmm. like you have some of the greatest investors of all time just saying that if you don't have something that's adjacent to technology you're missing out because you yeah. won't be able to move fast enough. You can't adapt fast enough. Yeah. And so some of the things that we talk about in a lot of professional software development places is CICD, yeah. continuous uh, integration, continuous deployment. But it's really about like continuous improvement, <laughs> continuous delivery, right? right? And so how do we bring that to our community where we're always trying to not only like deliver the next thing, but we're also trying to level up and improve that process. Right. And so like how do we as like black technologists bring that idea to our community? And I think it's like creating community resources like the Black Codes. Yeah. I think even things we're trying to do with Pivot, I think the things that we're doing with NASJS, it's about how do we again institutionalize some of these ideas yeah. so that again, I think if we go back in time and be a resource to ourselves then, I can only imagine where we'd be right now, you know what right. I'm saying? We'd be one of those Zuckerbergs or Bezos, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you gotta have that type of support. And so, yeah. yeah. I, I like that, I like that. I wanna move away a little bit and get a little more, um, I guess tech, well a little more um, individual focus okay. as far as like your method because like this is something that I talk about as far as like um, getting in the groove of coding or oh, like okay. yeah as far as like the style of learning because I know it's, it's different for everybody because right, right, like right. understanding for myself that self-learning was the path that I took um, and now we're so many different ways as far as video as far as like Reading um, material. Reading material, yeah. yeah man. And so, really, like, what are some of the things that work best for you, and how do you approach, I guess, learning something new in tech? Right, yeah, no, for me, like, I'll just be very clear, like, <laughs> in like high school and like college, 
Like grades were not like my thing. Like I could I could get by, I could do my thing, but we would have got Exactly. Not to not to brag or anything. It was just that like the, the traditional style of learning. Um, I, I had to find out on my own, like some things that yes. fit me in, and it took me a little bit longer than others. But man, that's yeah. a, that's exactly right. I think it was me realizing that I didn't have to go the route everyone else did. I can mm -hmm. kind of go my own way, and that's okay, so long as like I'm learning and I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, someone will say, "Oh, I need to learn React." Okay, like I could probably watch the same video that guy did, but it yeah. might not click for me the first time. I probably need four or five different resources to explain it differently. Yeah. And I feel like we're probably the best time ever with technology where YouTube is everywhere. Videos are everywhere. There are people out here creating tutorials, creating resources for you to learn. And so for someone like me who probably learns in a non-traditional way, I need all those things to synthesize an idea. But I think uh, for me it's language too. Like I, hearing someone else say the same thing but slightly differently is a big part of it. And so that means reading. It means videos, maybe it means podcasts, when someone talks about something. And for me, that's how I like crystallize anything I learn. And so, I, get it however you can get it, I guess yeah, is the. <laughs> yeah, and that's really, I just throw it at the wall and see what sticks when it yeah, comes man. to looking at all the stuff. Like, we'll go through blog, medium blogs, you like, video camp, camp. Yeah, man. Like, all right, that didn't work. Let me try it. <laughs> that didn't work. Let me try it. And I was like, okay, I'm. I think that was a little bit good. Um, and yo, you know. the most important thing is to actually try to apply it. Yeah. Like, just code it, just try it. Because yeah. code, it can break. That was something that I had to get past when I was in Nashville Software School, where I would be afraid to even run the code, because I'm like, I know it's going to break, because I know yeah. I didn't do something right. <laughs> but you realize, that's like free. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. It takes a little bit of time to run it. And if it right. breaks, that's cool, run it again. Yeah. Tweak it, change it. That's really what software development is about. Man, so, I wish somebody had told me that like three years ago. Um, just kind of going through that process of breaking and, and being comfortable with breaking code right. as well. Like, cause that took me so long. Like, what's gonna happen if I hit the execute on the right. internet? Like, <laughs> the possibilities, like, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that much pressure. And it's like, man, you gotta, like, you, you gotta, gotta, gotta get past that, stuff. man. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, even, like, the failure is the path to learn. Like you know that's exactly that's right, man. Learn, man. Like these million-dollar, you know, billion-dollar corporations can make room for the mistakes. Yeah. The developers, like, then you have that much better a product. There's a particular talk I'll have to share with you about. Like Jeff Bezos talks about it. He says what makes Amazon successful is he's created a space where he can make more mistakes than anyone else ever can. Yeah, and so I don't know if y'all remember like the Fire Phone. Like, what happened to that? Like, Amazon was trying to make a phone. <laughs> Then nothing happened with it, but yeah. they did it. And yeah. it flopped, but it's okay. Right. He's still right. the richest man in the world. And right. so you gotta create space for yourself to make mistakes. And like that goes for everything from code. I've learned that with like infrastructure now with things like Terraform, where you can just spin up whole cloud resources and it doesn't work. Fight, destroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And rebuild. Hey, man. Rebuild. And I think that's like, there's something inherently like true about the black experience in that. That's just like, I think we are the people that take those pieces of things that didn't work and make something beautiful out of it. And so like, I always gotta tie it back to some sort of like uh, philosophical thing. That's just kind of how I roll. But man, that's like, I think that's our story. And so I try to embrace that and try to make something out of that. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, that's probably a good stopping point right there. Yeah. All right, so the last thing, I, um, really, what do you do as far as when you're not in tech or when you're not coding? Yeah. Um, as far as what you do to relax and hobbies or anything that you 
you like to do to unwind and get your mind outside of COVID? Man, right now it's trying to learn piano. It was forced on me as a kid, but now I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna use the same stuff we were talking about and try to learn. And honestly, man, it's been like the most therapeutic thing in the world, man. Like just to have some time to like focus on something new and learn some new stuff, I think that's the best. So like even learning is like my best time. But. Oh, that's dope. What was your reason for jumping in? Like as a kid, was it just your parents was like, hey? Yes, so mom was just like, you know, you need a hobby, go learn how to play piano, you need to be an artist somehow. <laughs> I was like, mom, I'm gonna play guitar. And so I don't wanna play piano, but yeah. Now yeah. I, I do it on my own terms and it feels good. And it's like, it actually has helped me type too. So like, I feel like a better coder in some oh, way. it's interesting that you say that because my sister, she, my, she ended up taking piano lessons. I think around the start of high school, like ninth grade, I had to ask her, but it was for to improve, uh, I believe, literacy, like literacy wow. and just like improving her writing and stuff. And I didn't know, I was going to ask you about that as far as like, is there any correlation to that connection? I don't know for sure. I don't know. I know her grades improved, but she's like, <laughs> she's a smarter one in the family. You know, I can say one thing about like intellect. They say that intellect is your ability to navigate problem space. And so all that means is like, the more ways you can learn to think about a problem, yeah. typically the more intelligent you are. And that's really what an IQ test is about. And so I can imagine like learning any skill is gonna make you more skilled in general and more intelligent. So I think there's something that you're on to something. Okay. Man. <laughs> that's some validity there. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Um, well, that is going to end our show for today. Before we log off, we would like a special thank you to Tacos with a Twist for allowing us to use their space. Um, Tacos with a Twist, uh, they're located in the Berry Hill area. Um, if you come in September, they have a dope shrimp taco. I think it's the sweet and sour, like sweet and sour aioli. Like I done had that thing like three times. So, um, I'm sure one more time I'll, I'll uh, I'm gonna try and get the recipe up off of them. But yeah, we, uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by for the show and stick to the code.